0: dialing it back to the radio days here on a friday locked on balls. top 20 tennessee volunteers we're going to draft them one two one two and i've got a special guest on here to help me out today your tennessee volunteers player draft here on a friday locked on balls.
1: you are locked on balls, your daily podcast on the tennessee volunteers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: hey everybody welcome into it a friday locked on vols i'm your host eric kane that guy with me if you're watching on youtube he is the voice of the lady vols a co-host of the eric kane show on 991 the sports animal it's brian rice brian uh, good friday man
1: yeah happy friday it's uh always good to be with you always uh good to be on the on the platform out here on
0: locked on we're gonna have a whole lot of fun today as well okay as i said in the open we're gonna do the player draft top 20 players for tennessee on this current roster 10 in segment one, 10 in segment two. And then I'm going to get into scouting the opponent. We'll take a look at the Kentucky Wildcats here to conclude a Friday show. Everydayers, thanks so much for being here. uh Let's go ahead and jump right into it. All right. So, simply, it's it's just kind of simple. You can make it your own, but um, this is something, this is Tyler ivan's brainchild. And uh, when I thought about doing this, I remembered he's about to go on the air. So, I got Brian Rice, who's done it with us a little bit before. But we're just going to draft the top 20 players for Tennessee. You can make it your own or whatever, but um, it's a whole lot of fun. And so when the player's selected, he is off the board. I'm going to keep track here. And at the end of it, we're going to see which team is more competitive, mine or Brian Rice's. So, Brian, since you are the guest on the show today, I'm being so generous, you get the first overall pick. With the number one overall pick, who do you take?
1: If I pick anybody other than Joe Milton, I'm committing malpractice. Um... He's your QB one. He probably has the highest ceiling uh, NFL draft-wise of anybody on the roster. Um, With a good season, with his measurables, you look at somebody like Anthony Richardson being a top-five pick. You look at the quarterback position as a whole. Big body, if he's a good decision-maker, if he's accurate with some of those downfield throws, um, then he has the highest ceiling. So Joe Milton's got to be the number-one pick, um, and that's where I will build out from.
0: I was going to make fun of you if you did not pick Joe Milton. Because, again, I will later in the draft pick Nico just because I have to have a quarterback. But, (laughs) you know, I mean, Joe Milton might be, you know, top five SEC quarterback, might be the best SEC quarterback if he puts it together. We will see. But he's got the highest potential. And, of course, in this offense, we'll see if he can flourish. Joe Milton's off the board. We'll go to the number two overall pick. And I will take the guy that he is going to throw to an awful lot this year. I'll go with Brew McCoy, former five-star wide receiver, um, kind of a a unique we'll call it route to get here to Knoxville um and he was kind of the forgotten guy last year you had Cedric Tillman without the hype you had Jalen Hyatt coming in Bolitnikoff forward winner but the guy on the left side over there just caught a lot of balls and was steady Eddie for you he will be that next in line in my opinion so I will take Brew McCoy with a second overall pick
1: you know as I go to to number three I think you have to go running back at this point because the running back position is so, so big in the uh, Josh Heupel offense. Um, the run, you know, if you went back and looked at the, uh, the Alabama game, they showed the replay of that a ton uh, this offseason. Gary Danielson's talking about the importance of running to set up the pass. You have to run just enough to set up the pass. So when I look at running backs, I, I think I'm taking uh, Jalen Wright. Uh, Jabari Small has kind of been your starter but for me Jalen Wright gives you the most upside at that position right now and so I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go Jalen Wright uh, as my running back but uh shout out to all those guys because yeah. I don't think you can go wrong right Small Simpson uh, of the proven guys that we know about
0: which is why I'm going to hold off on running back since you took Jay Wright off the board and I think that you know Small is going to get a ton of run no pun intended it's going to be a shared workload but I think Jalen Wright has the most potential of that group, and I think he should have gotten some more carries last year, if we're being honest. You have Jalen Wright. I'm going to go ahead and double down here at wide receiver, all right? This, I don't think it's a stretch, but from what he's done in college so far, you could say that because he really didn't hit his stride until the last couple of games last year. The newcomer, if all goes well, potentially could be one and done here at Tennessee. Slot outside. Got, got to lay eyes on him in spring practice, and he is long, explosive. He's going to be really good in this offense. I'm intrigued how he and Squirrel both are going to work in the slot, but I can't wait to see it. Give me Dante Thornton. I'm going to double down to wide receiver. A little risky here with the number four overall pick. Give me Dante Thornton.
1: I think he's a great choice. He was uh, going to be my next off the board. I had a strong consideration with taking him before taking a running back. Um, now I have to go wide receiver, but or else yeah. you're going to have all of them on your squad. And so I'm going to go with the, the best deep threat, in my opinion, and that's Ramel Keaton. Um, Ramel Keaton has the most approved, but we've seen this coaching staff on offense turn players who were just a guy at some point into stars. Um, Jalen Hyatt hadn't accomplished a ton before last year. Cedric Tillman, before the first year that Josh Heupel was here, was just a guy. I think Ramel Keaton's somebody who can explode. He can get down the field. Uh, I think he's an important part of this offense, and, and he's going to have to have a big year. Uh, particularly with what uh, with what else you have at receiver. He's the kind of guy who can focus on getting open, getting down the field, and he will open up guys uh, in the slot uh, like Dante Thornton, like Squirrel White, or Brew McCoy even over the middle.
0: 25% the way through our draft, no defenders. Uh, Not <laughs> we have all Michael offensive Michael players. Offense, <laughs> but I like it. Because, I mean, honestly, like at this stage in the draft, with Tennessee's current roster – There's no Byron Youngs. You know, there's no, uh, you know, Jeremy Banks is very productive here. There's no Jeremy, but there's no Elante Taylors. So I'm going to stay on the offensive side of the football still. Um, You already went running back. We've got three wide receivers off the board. Nico is, unless you just want to poach him later, Nico's my pick. (laughs) Um, So I am going to go offensive line. And this might be more of a Tennessee pick. This isn't an NFL draft projection pick, but for a Tennessee pick, I'm going Cooper Mays. Uh, Cooper Mays team very team important.
1: Offensive line, I think.
0: Yeah, offensive line is very important, obviously, but very important. We saw when he was out in 2021 a little bit how different the offense looked. Jerome Carvin's an NFL player, but he's you know not the, the best fit at center for this group. So the importance, the lack of depth, give me Cooper Mays.
1: Yeah, I think he's he's your anchor on that offensive line. He's certainly the most explosive, or he's the most experienced guy. And your center is certainly knowing what's going on is the key to this offense. I'm going to stay just down the line from him. I'm going to take another newcomer. I'm going to take McKellen Castles at uh, tight end. I think with the body type that he has, you know, he was he was thought by some that if he had gone to the NFL draft last year could have been not only a draft pick, but maybe somebody who was drafted in the top four rounds. I don't know that I buy into that based on what he did previously, but when you look at what he's done previously and what he could do in this offense replacing Princeton Fant, you're talking a more athletic, faster Princeton Fant. Give me McKellen Castles. He could be dominant in this offense this year.
0: Yeah, he really could, and Tennessee's going to need him to play well because – They've wanted to always play three tight ends, haven't had that luxury. Right now, you just have one proven tight end in this offense, so McAllen Castles has really got to come along, and he came here for a reason. He wants to go to the NFL, and he's already on a lot of NFL boards, so a nice year here. Maybe he'll get that dream come true. Again, not the sexiest picks here, but I'm trying to poach all the best available. I did that at wide receiver, in my opinion. I'm trying to do that on the offensive line. Give me Javante Spragans. He's a guy that's is the most underrated he now with Jerome Carvin gone he is the most underrated nobody ever talks about him offensive line always done is be a you know about to be a three-year starter played a lot in that 2020 season he is a little undersized but he's dirty he's nasty everything you want an offensive lineman and he has already been showing up on some way too early NFL you know scouting boards and all that so give me Javante Spragans Cooper Mason Javante Spragans anchoring that offensive line you have a little bit of returning experience left on the offensive line, and of course, some questions.
1: I'm going back to receiver. I'm gonna My up front is going to be uh, probably a little thin based on what you're going to be able to take between now and then, but give me Squirrel White. I, I've got my guy on the outside. I've got my tight end, and now I've got a guy in the slot with speed uh, that's going to get downfield and is going to pick up some uh, big yards for me, so give me Squirrel White. I think when you're talking about the the throwing ability of Joe Milton, you need those deep threats. And so uh, Squirrel White's a guy who's ready to step in. I think he showed that in some of the garbage time last year. Let's get him in a, an even bigger position this year.
0: With the final pick of the first round here in segment number one, for the first time, we are going to go to the defensive side of the football. I wanted to go tight end here. I wanted to go Jacob Warren. I'm not going to lie to you. But I thought if I go ahead and take up probably the most productive player on the defensive side of the football, that'd be good here to end segment one. Give me Aaron Beasley. Yeah. The former safety, the former running back, uh, you know, spent some time away from the team, off the field issues, came back, uh, was thrust into a big-time role in 2021, uh, was the, you know, they they had two spots, had three starting linebackers last year, and he was the best of the bunch. Uh, Really strong finish to the season. Um, I like Aaron Beasley here, and I think he's going to be poised for a nice breakout year. So, round one: Joe Milton is your quarterback. Brian takes him. The number two overall pick goes to wide receiver Bru McCoy. Brian takes Jalen Wrights with the uh, number three overall pick. I take Dante Thornton at number four. Romel Keaton goes to Brian at five. Cooper Mays to me at number six. McCallan Castles to Brian at seven. Javante Spraggins to uh, Brian at number eight, or no, to me at number eight. Squirrel White to Brian at number nine, and Aaron Beasley to me at number 10. So far, nine offensive players drafted, only one defender. What do you think so far, Brian? Uh,
1: I think I'm uh, throwing the football everywhere, and I'm going to have to because I haven't backed it up with anything else. So uh, (laughs) I have a great seven on seven team. Let's see what else I can uh, get in round two.
0: Round two coming up. A lot of defenders. And of course, I still got to get a quarterback and a running back. That more coming up next here on Locked on Balls. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends LinkedIn Jobs. These days every new hire it feels like a high-stake wager for your small business. Take a lot of care of that, right? And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your small business that you want to hire for your team faster and for free. Again, I say this all the time, but we have all been in that situation. Brian Rice, myself, probably you, putting our resumes online at LinkedIn Jobs, helping or hoping to take that next step in our career, right? Land that next job, that stepping so job, or maybe your dream job. LinkedIn Jobs has helped a lot of people reach their dream job. but. Maybe you got your dream job. Maybe you are owning and operating a small business, but you need some help and not just any help. You need people that are good, qualified, and are trusting with your baby, with your product, you can find those people at LinkedIn Jobs. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates that have just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and then ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering qualified candidates to its leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at uh, linkedinjobs.linkedin.com. on college. That is LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. <laughs> Round two of our Tennessee player draft. I'm Eric Kane here on a Friday, Locked On Vols, voice of the Lady Vols basketball and softball teams. Co-host of the Eric Kane show. He's pretty much everywhere. There's a microphone. That is Brian Rice joining me today. Round one, quick recaps of the picks. This is Brian's team so far. He had the first pick: Joe Milton, Jalen Wright, Ramel Keaton. McAllen Castles, Squirrel White, and then my team, <laughs> Brew McCoy, Dante Thornton, Cooper Mays, Javante Spragans, and Aaron Beasley. So we will start with round two. And, Brian, you are on the clock again. This will be the 11th overall pick of the Lockdown Vols Tennessee Player Draft.
1: I'm going defensive line. I'm going to Amari Thomas. I think he is your disruptor up front. Certainly, Tyler Barron's going to be great off the edge, but I think Mari Thomas has the... A potential to be your disruptor in the middle and and you're going to need that if you want to stop the run if you want to put some pressure on the quarterback certainly getting pass rush from your edge guys is going to be important but I think Amari Thomas sets that up with how he plays uh, in the middle
0: I like that. that that is a really good pick if you're not going in my opinion if you're not going Aaron Beasley pick number one on defense it should be Amari Thomas so that's a really solid pick um, kind of was playing Matthew Butler type snaps at the beginning of last season but then Tennessee was able to create some depth, which was huge, and his snap count went down. But um thought, you know, with I don't know how you view this, but I think it's just hilarious that we do, you know, preseason third teams, you know. The fact that he didn't get on the third team, though, having said that, it's just crazy to me because he's been a big time player in this league for the last couple of years. So anyway, that is a good pick. Um, I will go back to the offensive side of the football and I will take Jacob Warren. I do need another pass catcher i do need if i'm going to run this offense i do need a guy that's kind of a swiss army knife that allows me to stay in you know three wide receivers on the field a tight end, run the football and all that jacob warren been in college for a decade i will take jacob warren with the 12th overall pick
1: i love the tight end position you know i took McCollin castles but i think jacob warren's ready to step up that's going to be huge if i okay i'm going to stay on the defensive side of the football somebody's got to defend the pass and when you look at Tennessee's group of defensive backs, who's the best of the group? Crickets, crickets. Give me a new guy. Give me Gabe Judy Lolly. Because if I'm going to take somebody at that position, I think you, you can make an argument for Jalen McCullough. You can make an argument for Danico Slaughter. You can even make a, an argument for Warren Perel or Kamal Haddon. But I, I, I'm going to take what I haven't seen in person and I'm going to look at the tape and the tape that you have in evaluating a couple of Tennessee transfers from BYU on the defensive side of the ball and and take what I love to see out of Gabe Judy Lolly at defensive back.
0: When you're looking and previewing like we've been doing for nine months now during the offseason or you know seven months whatever uh, you continue to say well Tennessee brings pretty much everybody back in the secondary right um, but it wasn't very good but then you add all these guys I mean you add Gabe Judy Lolly and Ricky Gibson, Jordan Matthews—who you think is going to make a push and all that—and so
1: it's like I don't want to take your steam, but it's like you're going to preview Kentucky later. Kentucky's entire offensive line returns for the most part. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for them because they were awful. So everybody comes back. Okay, great. It's the same guys. So yeah. I have to go with the injection of the new guy. But I think you're you're looking a lot Tennessee defensive back versus Kentucky offensive line is very similar.
0: Knowing I still need a quarterback and knowing uh, I need a running back, and because you're set there, those are. I'm just giving away my whole strategy here. Those will be my last two picks. I, I'm I'm taking some some leap picks here. All right, this has the potential. My next pick to be very much boom, or it could be bust. Uh, saw a little bit of time in mop up duty last year. You can't really take his stats and sacks into consideration because it was against you know it was in mop up duty. Uh, it sounds like he's had a really good spring and a really good summer. Let's see if it can translate the edge position. Roman Harrison will be your starter. He'll play 50 snaps a game, but all four of those guys will play. Joshua Joseph's got the most run last year, but I think the highest upside is James Pierce. Tennessee has got to find a way to get to the quarterback. That will help out the secondary, and I think James Pierce has the highest ceiling of those guys, and I think it's incredibly hot for Caleb Herring as well. It's a true freshman and Joshua Josephs, but give me James Pierce. On the edge for the 15th or the 14th overall pick. All
1: right, I'm going to stay defense again. Give me another transfer. I mentioned him a moment ago. Give me Keenan Peely at linebacker. I need a linebacker, I think, to, to fill out my defense, to get one guy at each level. And so for me, it's Keenan Peely. I think there are other guys, certainly you already took uh, the top linebacker in, in, Beasley, in Aaron Beasley off the board. Um, but I, I like what I see on film. We'll see how it translates to the SEC. Unlike Gabe Judy Lawley, he doesn't have SEC experience previously as he did at Vanderbilt. But give me what Keenan Peely does going side to side, good size, 6'3", 240. Uh, Looking forward to seeing what he does this year.
0: Yeah, he's the old man of the group. He's 24 years old. He's married. He's been there, done that, overcome a big-time injury. And I just think it's the perfect piece in this linebacker room that, I mean, you've got Beasley and Peely who will be your starters. Arian Carter is going to be next up off the bench, in my opinion, as a true freshman. Elijah Herring. You've got Jeremiah T. Lander. You've got Caleb Perry. I mean, you're deep at that position now. And I think these young guys can really learn from an experienced guy like uh, Keenan Peeley. We'll stay on defense. And you asked the question about the secondary moment ago: you know, who's the best guy back there? And to me, it's hands down, DeNico Slaughter. That does not mean he didn't make mistakes last year. Um, Got it set, you know, started his first career game ever at South Carolina in 2020. And then you never saw from him again. Comes in, gets a few snaps at safety at LSU. And then Jalen McCullough gets suspended. He stays at safety. McCullough comes back, goes to cornerback, just randomly, and, and balls out against Kentucky. He was learning on the fly last year, especially playing out of position. But you talk about high upside guys. Uh, that Kentucky game, you referenced it a moment ago. Boy. That hit to Dane Key across the middle, going up, playing underneath the route, and getting that interception. Uh, love the upside of Denico Slaughter. If you can find some consistency, I think he's easily going to be your best defensive back, and that's why I will take Denico Slaughter at number 16.
1: All right, now I need some big boys. Now, your offensive line selections were Spragans and Mays, correct? Yes. All right, give me, uh, give me the big guy, Jeremiah Crawford. Uh, give you some uh, experience. Um, third year in the program at Tennessee, Six five three fifteen. 3'15". Uh, consider Gerald Mincy, but give me Jeremiah Crawford as a guy who, who can be versatile on the line, who's going to try to protect just long enough that my guy can sling it downfield and uh, get it to a couple of those open receivers.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, I'm now down to my last two picks. So you know where they're coming from. Knowing that I think Jabari Small's a good back in this league, uh, knowing I think he's done a really good job the last couple of years. I think he runs tough and all that. There's some durability issues there. Um, I, I'm going to take Dylan Sampson. Uh, I think he proved that he can run between the tackles a little bit last year, had a really nice freshman season when given the opportunity. I think Jalen Wright's the guy in the backfield this year, but I like the high upside of Dylan Sampson at running back, so that's who I will take at number 18.
1: All right, so then that becomes, do I need a second offensive lineman to protect my guys, or do I need (laughs) to go back to a skill position? I feel pretty good at where I am at receiver, tight end, running back, quarterback. I have somebody for each of the three levels of defense. Uh, But you can never have enough playmakers to give me Dylan Sampson at running back. That gives me two running backs, a couple of I just took Dylan Sampson. Huh?
0: I just took Dylan Sampson. Oh,
1: you just took Dylan Sampson. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. right, then uh, give me uh, then give me uh, you don't have small, correct?
0: I do not have small.
1: Okay, then give me small. Give me the actual Thunder and Lightning slash Lightning and Lightning that Tennessee's going to have at the top. Uh, I think Samson's going to be a guy that comes in a lot, but give me those top two guys. They're both on my roster. Uh, Give me all of that at running back. Uh, So I've got small and right. I've we're, we're scoring points we may not stop <laughs> anybody we may not protect very well but we're going to get downfield and we're going to get downfield in a hurry
0: yeah jabari small is going to come in there like when you're on the four-yard line and vulture away a touchdown like he always does but hey that's how tennessee will do it it'll be small and right and you got him there and we're now at the 20th overall pick and i gotta have somebody to throw the football to all these playmakers so that's where i will take freshman five-star number one overall player in the 23 cycle according to on three Nico iamaliava um. Okay. So let's let's look at this again, real quick. Couple of minutes. Here's Brian Rice's team. He goes: Joe Milton, Jalen Wright, Ramel Keaton, McAllen Castles, Squirrel White, Amari Thomas, Gabe Judy Lolly, Keenan Peely, J.J. Crawford, and Jabari Small. My team: Brew McCoy, Dante Thornton, Cooper Mays, Javante Spragans, Aaron Beasley, Jacob Warren, James Pierce, Danico Slaughter, Dylan Sampson, and Nico Iamaliaba. I know that's a lot of names I just threw out there, but Brian, who do you think has the better team here, me or you?
1: Yours is probably more balanced. I'll say that. Um, yeah. Now, you have a freshman quarterback, and I have a, a sixth-year senior quarterback. True. The question, I think, comes down to kind of this season, gets into this conversation, which is, what do you have if Joe Milton turns an ankle? Is Nico ready to handle those weapons and to, and to be able to, to dish out the football the way uh, that you need to to win games? I, that's going to be the question around him. That's why you don't want a freshman as quarterback. That's why it was so important that Joe Milton did what he did uh, in the Vanderbilt game and in the bowl game against uh, Clemson. Uh, top to bottom, uh, if Tennessee wants to run the football a lot, they're going to rotate a couple of running backs. That obviously is difficult to do in the up-tempo offense that they run. But there are some creative ways to do it. Pick your spots. Do it after a first down. Do it after a long play. Or do it on a play that, that teams aren't expecting you to rotate. Something that I've seen this offense do as I've gone back and watched some games is when they've substituted, it's not been in a natural situation. It's been on second and three. They'll run a couple of guys on and a couple of guys off because you've just picked up a big first down, and then you want to go fast as soon as they spot the ball. So Chalice, substitutes on second down more than I thought I did in the original watch. Uh, so you're going to do that. And I'm interested to see how they do that at receivers. So the depth of receiver that we both have in our mock teams here, I think, is important. Uh, how much will they rotate those guys? They didn't the last two years. What does that mean for this year? I think with the weapons that you have, you're going to want to get some fresh guys on the field when you can, when it doesn't affect your tempo and doesn't allow the defense to make good counter moves.
0: Talking about that tempo on offense, we we went hurry up fast-paced through this uh, draft right here, but a whole lot of fun, Brian. I appreciate the time, and uh, uh, tell us what uh, we can look forward to on the Eric Ains Show next week. The highlight of the year has already gone. Petroff Day was last Wednesday or Thursday, whatever it was, but what else can we look forward to on the Eric Ains Show? Uh,
1: coming up, uh, not next week, but the week after, we're actually going to start a, a preview with our friends at Food City for um, opponents. One a day for uh, for 10 shows, and then we're going to get into a position preview, position by position. And doing it a little later as camp goes on will give us the opportunity to kind of break down who is making moves, who maybe that you don't know about Tennessee is going to count on this year, because there are a lot of snaps available on this football team. There's a lot of competition at spots like offensive line and defensive back where you stockpiled a lot of talent. Now it's time to figure out how best to use it.
0: Voice of the Lady Vols and co-host of the Aircane Show, Brian Rice. Give him a follow on Twitter at Brian C. Rice. B. Rice, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Daniel, thank you. Segment number three of a Friday show, guys. Appreciate you for being here. That was a whole lot of fun. I love, love, love doing that player draft exercise. Try to do it um, uh, before camp every single year. Again, it's the brain tra- brainchild of uh, a Tyler Ivans, who I used to do mornings with over at 991 D Sports Animal thought about reaching out to him he's going to see this and be like what the heck man he just stole my idea didn't even use me but he was on the air by the time I was uh, about ready to record this so is what it is Tyler you can get over it but a whole lot of fun let me know what you think I'm not trying to lie here I think my team was smoke Brian's team but that's just me Uh, what say you fill up those comments on the YouTube channel and uh, tweet me at underscore Kander. Thanks so much for following and subscribing wherever you get your podcast. Uh, subscribing on Lockdown Balls YouTube channel and uh, rate me five stars, leaving me positive reviews. We are a top 100 podcast, football podcast. It's all thanks to you, everydayers. All right. I'm um, not going to try to keep you here all day, but it is a Friday. I want to continue to work through the Scouting the Opponent series, and we will go to Kentucky. This is kind of the end of that gauntlet, right? I mean, you still have challenging games on the schedule, obviously, with Georgia. Uh, but you go from AM to Alabama and then to Lexington to play Kentucky in three three week stretch, pretty challenging, right? And of course, historically, you know Tennessee has no issue with Kentucky. Prior to Josh Heupel taking over the reins, Kentucky had won two of the last four. Uh, Tennessee's two and zero against Kentucky uh, with Josh Heupel, including putting the smackdown on them with a quick a couple quick first half scores, uh, first couple of play scores uh, in Lexington in 2021, and then absolutely demolishing. Kentucky 44 to 6 in 2022. It's going to be a week nine game to on the schedule for Tennessee, October 28th on the road in Lexington. So it's going to be a chilly night. And uh, Kentucky's coming off a 7 and 6 season. Head coach Mark Stoops entering his 11th year, 66 and 59 overall. Um, looking at, at an offense that was just not good. With Will Levis at quarterback, yet yeah, my Tennessee Titans think it's a great idea to draft Will Levis. At least they didn't do that in the first round, but still, you trade it up in the second round when you could have really helped your roster out. But whatever, um, Will Levis led offense at Kentucky last in the SEC in scoring twenty twenty or twenty two point one points per game, uh, next to last in or no. Last in total though, 336 yards per game. That was not good. Got to go back and get offensive coordinator Liam Cohen, who Mark Stoops hired prior to the 2021 season from the NFL. A lot of or more success in 2021 left, went to the Rams quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. Stoops went back and got him, brought him back to Kentucky and uh, trying to fix the issues on offense and it's all going to stem down to quarterback transfer Devin Leary from NC State. In 2021, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, guys. 3,400 yards passing, 35 touchdowns, five interceptions, completing 65% of his passes. Really, really good work. He played the first five games, or the first six games, Uh, was injured in game number six last year in 2022, and so he was not able to finish the season, but still he led NC State to a 4-1 and record in those five games prior to his injury, and he had 11 touchdowns. So again, an injury plague 22 season. If he can go back to 2021, watch out for Kentucky, especially with Lee and Colm calling the plays. It could be dangerous. Uh, He's got a lot of toys to play with, right? Wide receivers, top three leading wide receivers come back for Kentucky this year. and Brown, who as a true freshman, had nearly 700 yards receiving, four touchdowns. Tavian Robinson, 40 receptions, over 500 yards, and three touchdowns. Dane Key had 370 or 37 receptions, over 500 yards, and six touchdowns as well. Um, Pretty good wide receivers to work with and you get your starting tight end jordan dingle 20 receptions over 200 yards as well Uh, running backs you lose chris rodriguez right only nine rushing touchdowns for kentucky last year c rod had six of them so Juton mclean comes back he was the number he was rb2 for kentucky last year had a little over 200 yards but what kentucky gets this year is a really good running back from uh, vanderbilt transfer ray davis who ran for over a thousand yards last year as well so a team that only averaged 3.3 3 yards per carry in 2022 with an abysmal passing attack as well. Uh, look for that to improve in 2023, no doubt. The offensive line's the, the biggest issue. I, I know Brian commented earlier in the show about how they return a lot. They, they lose some tackles. Uh, they return a lot in the interior. But to, to his point, uh, Kentucky was t- just straight trash on the offensive line last year. 42 sacks. That was you know, 42 sacks allowed. 13th most in the SEC. Uh, they bring in... Uh, Mar- Marquez Cox from Northern Illinois, Cortland 4 from USC and Ben Christian from Ohio State all to try to figure out who's going to play those two tackle spots. The interior, they bring back a lot and, and Jager Burton who had 13 starts at left guard, as a freshman last year. Uh Eli Cox at center and Kenneth Horsey who started 33 straight games at right guard. So they're good on the interior. They got to figure it out on the exterior. <clears throat> you look at the defense, okay? And despite being just horrendous on offense defense is pretty solid a uh, third in the sec and points per game given up just over 19 third in total defense only 320 yards surrendered a game uh both right behind alabama and georgia so pretty solid up front typical for a mark stoops club right your defensive lineman, you do return some veterans like Trayvon um, Rapka, Octavius Oxendine. Tennessee fans know that name. Uh, Devin Walker, who was a freshman All American last year. That's what you have returning those veterans on the offensive or the defensive line. At linebacker, you lose a lot. This is inside and outside in terms of the edge. Uh, key departures you've got Jordan Wright, who's with the Bears right now, I believe. Jarquez Jones, who's. Uh, had a couple different minicamp tryouts. DeAndre Square, who's with the Rams right now, no longer in the program. You do bring back leading tackler uh, De'Eric Johnson or Jackson, who had 67 stops last year and four TFLs, and you get uh, Trevin Wallace, who had six starts as a true freshman last year at the second layer of the defense. Cornerback, you lost your two starters at corner as well, but you bring in Cincinnati transfer J.Q. Hardaway, who's, th- who's thought of to hold down one of those spots. At safety, you bring back Jordan Lovett. He was the third leading tackler with over 60 tackles last year. Um, But still, this unit only corralled the quarterback 19 times. 19 sacks in 2022. Got to be more dynamic if you want to take a step in the right direction if you're Kentucky's defense, which is overall pretty solid. Just didn't get home a lot. You need the transfers to hit, though, especially at linebacker and especially at cornerback for sure. So let's look at Kentucky. Um, on paper, Kentucky should be much better. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, <clears throat> I'm not one to say that Kentucky's going to beat Tennessee. But excuse, me, let me take a drink of this coffee as my voice is going crazy. <clears throat> I'm not one to say that Kentucky's going to beat Tennessee, but I'm also not one to say that that's a gimme game because it's not. It's on the road. It's a rivalry game, and Kentucky's got a lot of talent on the roster, and you significantly upgraded a quarterback and play caller. So. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough end to the three week stretch for Tennessee, starting with AM at Alabama and then at Kentucky. So, should be a big one. Should be a very, it's one of those toss up games, guys, that we're talking about that could make or break the season. A huge game. Battle of the beer barrel. We wish, right? The Border Bowl. <laughs> the Border War. Love this rivalry. If Tennessee has three permanent opponents, I pray and pray and pray Kentucky is that third permanent opponent. I pray. I'd rather play Kentucky than Vanderbilt. I just would. Um, I love this rivalry. I love it. Love it. Love it. So uh, Kentucky, in my opinion, will be better this year. And uh, it's a game that Tennessee's got to play well on the road. Just got to find a way to win. And I think that it can. Wow. What a fun show. whole lot of fun. Catch up with Brian Rice doing the player draft. Let me know whose draft was better. I'm going to try to make some graphics throw them on social media. Whose player draft was better? Mine? or Brian Rice's. Fill out those comment sections. Uh, let me know what you think. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this again, uh, who the teams were. This is my team, okay? Brew McCoy, Dante Thornton, Cooper Mays, Javante Spragans, Aaron Beasley, Jacob Warren, James Pierce, Danico Slaughter, Dylan Sampson, Nico Iamaliava. This is Brian's team. Joe Milton, Jalen Wright, Romel Keaton, McAllen Castle, Squirrel White. Amari Thomas, Gabe Judy Lolly, Keenan Peely, JJ Crawford, Jabari Small. Whose team would win in a backyard football brawl? Let me know. Fill out those comment sections. Tweet me at underscore Kaner. And as always, you everydayers, thanks so much for being here. We'll be back on Monday, fall camp media day. It's on Tuesday, first practice is on Wednesday, and we'll have a, you hovered all right here at Lockdown Balls. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Balls.